Hello beloved and welcome to this Bible study, our weekly Bible study and we are looking at pictures of the Holy Spirit. That's what we're going to start with. Uh, we are busy with the person of the Holy Spirit but specifically we're going to look at pictures of the Holy Spirit. Now before we continue let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father thank you so much that we can go to the word, your word, and find the truths that are written in your word. We pray, Father, that you will please open up your word to us, help us to understand, help us to take to heart, and help us to apply what we learn in your word. And enable me as your servant to teach your people, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, now, we read in John chapter 4, verse 24, God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Very interesting. God is spirit. Not God is a spirit, but God is spirit. This basically means that it is impossible for us as human beings to understand what God is truly like. How in the world is it possible for a human being who, create, who was created, flesh and blood, how is it possible for us to understand spirit? In the sense that God is spirit. Not that God is a spirit. We can, how can I say, I think we can understand if, if it was said that God is a spirit, we would be able to understand it. Because there are spirits in this world. Now, we have demonic spirits. Uh, we have you know, fallen angels. We have evil spirits. We have different familiar spirits. There's different kinds of spirits in this world. And then we also have angels, now, who are spirits. But God is not a spirit. God is spirit. Now, because of this, the writers of the Bibles, Bible basically used pictures to help us to understand who God is, what God is like, uh, to, to understand something more about God within our sphere of understanding. Beloved, it's very difficult for us as human beings to understand something that we don't even have a, a reference for. How in the world do we think of the reality that God is spirit. It's the same with uh, what, what John says, that God is love. Okay, so if God is love, how do we, how do we explain that? Uh, we, can just, we can say that it's not as if God loves the way we love, if you hear what I'm saying. But God is love. He is Everything that love is all about, that's who God is. We're talking about true uh, love, now, agape love, that sacrificial love, the, the love that only God has. And then, John chapter 4, 24, God is spirit. And if we worship him, we must worship him in spirit and truth. That immediately tells us that we're not talking about a being here, in the sense of a spirit being. 
God is spirit. It is beyond our understanding. And I believe that's why the writers of the Bible uses pictures to help us to understand something about God. And, and that it doesn't mean that we understand everything about God. A good example, for example, is found in Psalm 27 verse 1 where we read a Psalm of David. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Now, when we read this, the Lord is my light. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. We, we know these things are just pictures. And, and they're there to, to basically help us to understand more about God. God is my light. Well, the Lord is my light, as David explains it or says it. He is saying that the, the light that he has to basically see things, to understand things, the Lord is that light. It doesn't mean he's a light bulb or he's like the sun. That's not what it means. The Lord is my light is a picture of the fact that the Lord or God is a light that brings clarity. You know, it, it's, a, it's a means of explaining who God is. And then He is the strength of my life. Beloved, we all know that we have strength in ourselves. Now, in the sense that we were born. Yeah, we were created in God's image. We were born. We eat food. And we basically get strength from that food or the stuff that we drink. In that sense, we know that strength comes from what we take into our bodies. And then we have strength to be able to to do certain things in this life. But now David comes along and he says, the Lord is the strength of my life. So not the food that I eat, but the Lord is the strength of my life. He is the one who gives me the ability to be able to live life. So it's a picture of something that is beyond our understanding, but it helps us to understand something about God and to to basically to, to glorify Him more, to worship Him more, to look up to Him and to see, or to say, our God, the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, is far beyond our understanding. You know, so if the Lord is my light, then it's a picture. The Lord is... The strength of my life, it's a picture. All right. Now, in the same way, the Holy Spirit is spirit, né? because the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. So, because the Holy Spirit is the third person in the Godhead, and if God is spirit, then it means that the Holy Spirit is also spirit. And, and listen to this. The Holy Spirit is not a spirit. The Holy Spirit is spirit as God the Father is spirit and God the Son is spirit. And that was before the incarnation. Eh? Jesus Christ is spirit or he, he was spirit before he became flesh. Because when he took on flesh, he took on physical flesh. 
He really, truly became human. Right. So the Holy Spirit is spirit. And so we also have pictures in the Bible that basically helps us to understand who the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit does. Because if we didn't have those pictures of the Holy Spirit, yeah, we would struggle. We'd really, really struggle to understand the Holy Spirit. Now, what we must be careful of, I believe, is that we need to remember that a picture is what it is. It's a picture. It doesn't give us the complete understanding of everything. It doesn't. Let's take, for example, uh, let's say uh, Pastor John Doe is as strong as a horse. What we say when we say that, when we say Pastor John Doe is as strong as a horse, we are actually just using a picture. This is a picture of him. It doesn't mean that he has four legs, that he has a tail, and that he eats grass like a horse. All it means that he is strong. Maybe we can say he is, he's got a lot of strength. He is, and that's why we, 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 we use this picture to describe John Doe as this strong person. It is just a picture. Now we can read a few things into a picture and that's where the danger comes in. Sometimes I believe we can read too much into a picture. And that's when we start getting to the edge of false doctrine, where we get to the edge of saying things about the Holy Spirit that is not true. Because if we say too much about a picture, we can actually exaggerate and and just, how can I say, paint the Holy Spirit as someone that He is not. All right, now, Let's look at some pictures um, of the Holy Spirit we find in Scripture. Now, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit uh, is put upon us. If we go to Luke chapter 24, verse 49, we read the following. It says, Behold, I sent the promise of my Father upon you. This is Jesus now. Sending the promise of my Father upon you. Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit would come. The Father promised that the Holy Spirit would come. So Jesus says, I sent the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endured with power from on high. All right, but first, what does Jesus say? He says, I sent the promise of my Father upon you. Here we have that idea of, um, you know, it's a picture. This verse is, a, is basically just a picture. Uh, and it's of something that is put upon the believer. Now, it's not something that the believer basically puts on him or herself. It is something that is put upon the believer. So, the source is outside of the person. And beloved, isn't that true? When Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit would come and that he would fill the disciples, Jesus promised it, and the Holy Spirit came, and when they were in the upper room, 
They were filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit came upon them. It was something outside of the disciples. All right, so the same thing here. When it comes to uh, the this picture of something being put upon, it is a description, a picture of something that is put upon the believer and not something that the believer puts on. So what do we picture, for example, when we think of being something being put on us? What do you think of? We can have different things. Nah? Um, let's say, for example, a, 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 a jug of water uh, or um, a head, a, a hat on our head. It can be put on us. But I mean, if we think of something that we put on, what do we normally put on? I believe that we normally put on clothes, don't we? So if I think of putting on something, it would be putting on a jacket or putting on a shirt or, you know, that kind of thing. It's it's putting on something. So the idea that comes in my mind, the picture that I picture is, uh, is clothes. Okay. Now, in this verse, I think we can see a picture of clothes or something else being put on us. And the purpose for this picture is, is not to basically compare the Holy Spirit with clothes. That's not the, 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 the purpose of this picture. But I think rather it is to focus our attention on the power that we receive. It's, it's the power that is put on us. Remember the text? Luke 24, 49. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, which means... The Holy Spirit will come upon believers. But then he says, But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endured with power from on high. So it is this idea that uh, the promise of the Father is put upon us. The disciples had to wait for it until they are endured with power from on high. So this put upon, this Holy, the Holy Spirit that is put upon the disciples, he is the one who gives them power from on high. I hope that makes sense. You see, because it's a picture now of of something being put on. Now, the purpose of this picture, I believe, as we've said, uh, as I said before, is for us to focus our attention on the power that we receive, and, and not as much the 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 put on in the sense of putting on clothes or something like that. Now, we can say that we are clothed with power. Or we can say that we have received power from on high. Now that God has given us power to do certain things. And we know in Acts chapter 1, the disciples received power uh, when the Holy Spirit came upon them so that they could be witnesses. So, we are clothed with power from on high to be witnesses. But it's like clothes being put onto us. Okay, so we can say that this picture of the Holy Spirit basically shows us that when God gives us the Holy Spirit, we are clothed with power. We put on, in a sense, the power of the Holy Spirit. 
It's actually not we that put it on. It is placed upon us. No? It is put on us. The power of the Holy Spirit so that we can be what God wants us to be. Uh, so that we can have the power to be effective witnesses for the purpose of sharing the gospel. But it's just like clothes that is put upon us. Well, let's say I lie down and the blanket is taken and the blanket is put upon me. Same thing. It's, it's, it's a picture that we find of the Holy Spirit who will give power to God's people to be effective witnesses for Him. And the Holy Spirit is basically, um, how can I say, put on us, but it's a picture. Now, can we say that the Holy Spirit um, somehow comes and He is put on us? It's difficult. It's, that's not what is intended here. Even that picture of what happened in the upper room, you know, when the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples and those flames of fire that came upon the disciples at that specific stage, all part of this promise of Jesus Christ that the Holy Spirit will come upon the disciples, they will receive power, and then they will go out, and in that power, they will go and preach the gospel. All part of this amazing picture of being empowered by God to be able to do His will. Right, but it's a picture. But the Bible also tells us that the Holy Spirit is a dove. For example, if you read uh, Matthew chapter 3, Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, we read, When He had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting um, upon him. Verse 17 says, And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. We also see it in Mark chapter 1 verse 10, Luke chapter 3 verse 22, and John chapter 1 verse 32. The same picture of the Holy Spirit being a dove and we see it actually many times no? that the Holy Spirit is pictured as a dove so please the Holy Spirit is not a dove and a dove is also not the Holy Spirit it's only a picture of the Holy Spirit you see in this, in this picture where Jesus is baptized in the Holy Spirit or when the Holy Spirit comes upon Jesus Christ um, the dove comes from heaven. Nah. And basically what that shows us is that it came from the presence of God. So this dove comes upon Jesus Christ. Uh, God the Father speaks, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. But this dove is not the Holy Spirit. It is a picture of the Holy Spirit. And it's interesting that the dove came at the beginning of Jesus' public ministry. Ne? And that basically tells us that Jesus needed to receive the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to fulfill His ministry. Just like you and I, as believers, we need the Holy Spirit to come upon us so that we can receive power, so that we can fulfill our purpose and our plan and do the will of God, preach the gospel, um, how can I say, minister to one another, whatever it might be. 
We need the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit needs to come upon us. And, and it's this beautiful picture that we find in Scripture of the Holy Spirit that came upon the disciples, the Holy Spirit that comes upon us, and the Holy Spirit that came like a dove on Jesus. All pictures of the Holy Spirit being the one that enables us, empowers us, uh, gives us the ability to be witnesses for, for um, the resurrection of Christ and to preach the gospel, to share the word of God. Um, the, these things are all a picture, actually a beautiful picture of what happens to believers. But then we also find in, in certain sense that the dove is also a picture of purity, yeah? especially the white dove. Many times it's used as a picture of purity. And then the dove is also a picture of peace. So it's the dove that is a picture of different things. But when it came to the point where Jesus was baptized, the Holy Spirit came down as a dove upon Jesus Christ. And he was baptized in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit came upon him so that he could be effective in his public ministry. Likewise, there's this picture of us being empowered by the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit comes upon us. I hope that makes sense because at the end of the day, beloved, it's so important that you and I need to understand um, the Holy Spirit being explained or being um, certain things about the Spirit being shown to us through pictures that we find in Scripture. All right, that brings us to the end of this Bible study. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, thank you so much that we have so many different pictures. And as we continue with this study, we will see even more pictures of the Holy Spirit. And I pray, Father, will you please open up our minds and our hearts to, to understand something of the pictures that you show us about the Spirit so that we can get to know the Spirit of God, your Spirit, more and more and more. Oh, Father, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved, thank you very much for listening. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you and may His face shine upon you. God willing, until next time, bye-bye.